This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, we are cooking our way through October. And my guest today is a birthday girl yesterday. Uh, yesterday was a, a big day for Bev. Uh, so, well, there you go. Bev is my my host or my co-host again today, my guest. And yesterday, October 18th, is Bev Lou's birthday. Uh, you want to tell them what you had, Grammy? Sure. You know what? Now that you're forcing me and twisting my arm, <laughs> I turned 70. Woo! It's so funny because I told someone that you were turning 70, and so we were going to Hawaii because um, our beautiful daughter sent us to Hawaii for... Uh, Bev's birthday, but I told someone that you were turning 70 and their response was, she is too young to be 70. And I was like, yes, she is. Well, as our friend Sue Marvin used to say, I am as old as my hair. Oh, okay. I'm always as old as my knees. Um, so yeah, oh, your hair. Well, that's awesome. So anyhow, it is, uh, it's fun. Uh, we're recording this before we go to Hawaii. I had to record a bunch of shows early. So Bev hasn't actually experienced her birthday yet, even though the show's coming Aww. out right after her birthday. But um, I had some technical issues with my computer and um, it's a Macintosh and it's adding extra spaces. So I looked it up and Apple is replacing keyboards for a wide variety of MacBooks that are having this issue. So I had to send my computer in, which means I couldn't have my computer, which means I have to record the shows in advance. So we're recording on October 4th for October 19th so I can send my computer off and get it back in time and not miss out on stuff. So as wow. soon as I get this show edited and uploaded for timed release, I'm going to put the computer in a box and stick it off to go get a, a brand new keyboard put on. So um, I'm excited about that. Well, you really ratted us out because I was so proud of myself that I was actually speaking in the past like... I'd, ha- I'd had my birthday, Aww. and then it's like, oh, man. I was trying so hard to use past You um, know, married to a podcaster, tips. and you've got all these great, uh, you know, recording sure. techniques and habits. I love sure. that. Well, one of the habits that we have on this show is telling you how you can get a hold of us. And probably the best way to do it is through our social media, which is uh, we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got Twitter. Um, as of right now, today, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook are having a huge crash um, on stuff all over the world. People are not able to log on to those platforms. So hopefully that'll get fixed in the future. But check us out on the regular social media platforms. We also have a subreddit called Messed Up Ministries on Reddit. So you can check that out. Or you can just do it, you know, the old-fashioned way. You can give me a call or send me a text. It's 760 760- 608-1942. Surprisingly few people take me up on the text or podcast uh, 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 phone call thing, uh, but it does happen every once in a while. It always is fun when I get to talk to the listeners. Uh, so um, it, it's a little bit, you know, first time I did, I was like, well, you know, we got over 500 people uh, downloading this thing each week. So I don't know if I want to get my phone number out there, but you know, I'm, I'm going to take a chance on it and hopefully not all 500 of you call or text at the same time might get a little bit busy, but uh, we can handle it. There's worse problems to have. Uh, speaking of 500 people, would love to have more of you join us on Patreon. You can join on Patreon. It is our giving platform where you can support the ministry financially. What does that do, you ask? Well, that's a great question, I say. It helps keep this show on the internet because we've got to pay for stuff like uh, hosting costs and websites and 
various marketing things. We also uh, are sending people back into the prisons uh, beginning next month. So we are trying to provide gas money for them and supplies for the inmates. So that's where the money goes. And when you give on uh, Instagram, or not Instagram, when you give on Patreon, that uh, we keep track of all that and those are tax deductible donations. So we will be sending out, yes? For as little as a dollar a month. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join our Patreon. As soon as I said that, Bev just leaned forward. It was awesome. Uh, but we'll be sending out tax receipts at the end of the year for everybody so you can write that off on your taxes. So please join our Patreon page. If you're in our $25 or more group, uh, that gives you access to our book club. And any level of giving on Patreon gives you access to our Discord chat server which lets you talk to other Patreon members and mess it uppers about stuff that's going on in life. And uh, it's just a fun way to get involved. So uh, check us out. Go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and that should get you to um, all the information you need on becoming a patron. So uh, there we go. The word of the week this week, Bev, is one that I got from, of all places, I was watching The Mystery of Oak Island, or The Curse of Oak Ooh. Island, and uh, they were talking about ferrous targets, and uh, I thought, oh, we'll put ferrous in there, and what ferrous means is it's got iron in it, so a ferrous oh. target, when they're looking for stuff, is a target that has iron, ferrous metals have iron in them, and uh, we know from reading the Bible that iron sharpens iron, so I thought, well, ferrous is a great, you know, uh, dual word there that can have regular meaning, but also have a little bit of uh, meaning for us on a faith-based aspect as well. So there you go. That's our, our word of the week. If, and if, you, if you look at iron, would that be a Pharisee? Hey, no, but, but, but um, you know, you also might have Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, I thought of that too. You know, we, we can go all sorts of places with that. And, and, you know, I don't care how you use it. Give yourself those bonus points. You know, Bev and I just got 10 each. So uh, they're, they're stacking up like a, a big <laughs> pile of non-Ferris medals, which we will spend later. So I think that I have gone uh, far enough on all of that. And so what I want to do is I just want to jump into our topic this week. And... Uh, this is something that was said uh, in a sermon uh, that I heard this week, and I, this exact word wasn't being said, but the idea of it was being said. And I asked the pastor, I said, was this your idea or was that something that you came up with or, or what? And he said it was kind of a blend of a, a devotional he read by a guy and doing a word study on some stuff. But but the concept, I think, is really a good concept. And and what we want to propose is, you know, if I am walking with God, and I say I'm I'm walking with God, then shouldn't I be in step with God? So I'm going to just kind of roll this back and break it into pieces here. And uh, we'll spend the next half hour or so just kind of batting this around a little bit. But Bev, you were a band geek oh, uh, gosh, yes. in high school, and I was a band geek. And we did some marching. Mm -hmm. And if you've been in the military, if you've had to do any marching anywhere, you know that idea of being in step. Uh, and I, I notice that even when, when you have large groups of people, people tend to start getting in step with each other. I remember going to Austin to go to football games with my daughter at the University of Texas. So you got all these cowboys and cowgirls wearing boots, walking down the sidewalks, going to the stadium and stadium holds, you know, at that point, you know, just under 100,000 people are coming to the stadium from all angles. And it sounds like an army. It's just <laughs> clomping, going. And you hear people walking in step with each other because for whatever reason, 
it's what we tend to do. What uh, what do you think, Bev, when you think about walking in step? Um, I remember the hike that we took when we were in Hawaii the last time or the time before last. Anyway, um, it was a really muddy, muddy hike. And um, uh, it had lots of dips in it and just kind of dangerous territory. It wasn't really safe to be walking but I knew that when you were in front of me, if you were walking wherever you put your foot, that was the place where I was supposed to put my foot and that I would be safe like that. Um, so I, I think of that. I also think of the word rhythm. You know, there's a, mm. there's a rhythm to walking. And I think we all have different ones, different sounds, different meters to the way we walk. But I think we're recognized by the way we walk. Yeah, you know, and I that think rhythm. that... That, um, uh, you know, I, I was doing a little quick research. I should have done this, I guess, before the show, but I like to do it in the middle of the show. Um, and looking, and it, it says, you know, that there's um, studies that show that humans adapt very quickly to society and environmental changes because we have a tendency to want to imitate and fit in. Mm. And so it mm -hmm. subliminally causes us to get in step. And, and there's a lot of things that happen with getting in step. Um, it's not just our feet that are getting in step. Everything gets in step. The swing of our hands will affect the swing of our feet and the, the people we're next to. So if I'm walking with a person and my hands are going different than theirs, they're going to start to clash and clang and, and bang into each other. So um, that idea of blending in and just having gears, uh, you know, kind of the teeth meshing with each other, I think really fits with this. You were talking about us being band geeks. I, when you said that, it just brought that back to me. I can see myself standing on the football field um, back when I was a, a teenager. And, you know, you would study that six-page document that had every step that you were supposed to take that the band director would print out for everyone. And You would. Uh, yeah, well, I, I did because <laughs> what you were saying about wanting to be in step with the rest of the group. That was huge for me. I right. was a rule, rule follower. But anyway, I can remember he, uh, the band director would get up on like a scaffold mm -hmm. that was like two right. layers, two or three layers higher than we were. And I can hear that whistle now. You know, one person would go the wrong direction on a, a pivot or something and he'd go, blow that whistle and then he'd yell, he, he'd yell out the last name uh -huh. of the person who had done that. And it's just like, ah, the shame yeah. that you would feel like, oh my gosh, I wish the ground would just, you know, swallow me up at this moment. And um, so, right, yeah. you want to be in step because if you're not, it messes up the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good job on messing up. And by the way, we apologize for your yeah. ears and yeah. we promise there will be no Sorry. more whistles blown Sorry. on this episode. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I forget there's a microphone in front yeah. of me. Um, I think about when I was coaching soccer, one of the things that we learned when I was going through my, my coaching licensing classes, the guy that was teaching the higher level class said, you know, one of the things that you can teach your, train your players to do is if they, if they can't keep up with a player, interfere with that other player's mm. hands moving because as they're pumping their hands, that's going to help them to run. If they can't pump their hands right, they won't be able to then pump their legs right and it'll knock them off of their stride and it'll cause a problem for them, slow them down so they're not able to uh, function at their highest capacity. 
And and I think too, it, it, I do, I completely agree with that idea of wanting to fit in. Uh, one of the cool things I, I loved before I was even in band was watching the halftime shows at football games on New Year's morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, watching the Rose Bowl and maybe it might be a year where Ohio State is there and they've got Ohio and one of the things that the band always does is they spell Ohio in cursive and someone gets to be the dot yes. on the I and I thought wow what a cool thing to be the dot but when you're the dot you're standing there by yourself and if you're not in sync with everybody else even though you're not with anyone you're all by yourself but you've got to be in sync instead of the dot on the I you're just a piece of random ink that's fallen on the t- uh, the, the template there and messing things up, you've got to be in place and know what's going on. And so I think in our walk, our Christian walk, we've got to be in place and knowing what's going on so that we are in step with with the Father, with, with the one who's guiding us. Yeah. Um, while we're on this side of the podcast, I know we usually talk about one side of the topic and then the other side of the Don't topic give away after the song. trade secrets. Yeah, well, Just say your stuff, yeah, woman. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> sorry about that, folks. Um you gave away our secret earlier that we were podcasting. I know, early. I know, so, that's so, true. Okay, so I, we're one for one in now. Right now, yeah. I, I admit. Yeah, one for one. Um, anyway, is the fact that when we're not in step, it throws off, it causes us to hesitate, and so it's lost time. We, we've lost time, we've lost progress, we've lost focus. Um, I feel like that that's one of the things about being out of step. Yeah, yeah. It it causes your eyes to divert, um, you know. Well, and and, and what, those are the the ramifications of being out of step. What are the causes of getting us out of step? What are are some things that may have made you get off a step when you were little, you know, Beverly Keegan out there on the field with your thoroughbred outfit? Thanks for that. Yeah, that went to Hylia High, the thoroughbreds. Yes. Well, there's Hylia Racetrack. That's the reason why. Um, For the most part, it's something that would um, catch my eye that was not Mm. on the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend would drive by and honk while we were, you know, out there marching. Right. And you'd want to raise your hand and wave at them and yell hi back, you know. Yeah. um, So just for that moment. It would just take my thought away and say, "Oh, I wonder where they're going." Yeah, so it many things can It would be so fun if I could distract. be in the car with them. I bet they're going to get ice cream. Yeah, you know, I wish I could be there. It's and, a lot like driving. That you know, it's easy to get distracted. You think I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to reach over and grab this thing out of the passenger seat. I'm just going to get something out of the glove box, or I'm just going to read this text or change the song or whatever it is. And it can be very easy to get distracted and. In just a, a, a blink of an eye, something can happen to you. And that kind of leads us into our song of the week this week, which is a song called Relate. And it's by For King and Country. And uh, we're going to play this one for you here uh, right now. We're going to give you, uh, what do you think, 90 seconds sound good? Sounds good. Sure. Let's give them 90 seconds of Relate from For King and Country. We'll be back on the other side to talk about that and to talk a little bit more about staying in step with God. So here's For King and Country. Relate. I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you, can you relate? We both know what it's like to be hurt. We both know what it's like to feel pain. 
Has there ever been a time when you stay but you shoot around? Cause I've been real, I've been fake. Been a sinner, been a saint. I've been right, I've been so, so wrong. Yeah, I've made my mistakes. Now I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you, can you relate? We both know what it's like to be I, I didn't check the statistics on this, but I have got to say that I think probably for King & Country is one of the most used bands on the podcast in terms of songs because I just find that every song they do, I just, I love, you know, how they do it. Um, what uh, what stood out on this song to you, Bev? Because this is one that you suggested for the show. It is really hard for me when somebody asks me what my favorite color is or what my favorite um, friends episode it, it is or uh, you know picking out a favorite of something is really hard but I can say that if somebody asked me what is the hardest thing to do in being a Christian I would say to convince myself and to know in my heart of hearts that I've not gone too far for mm-hmm. God to love me mm-hmm. and um, I can remember feeling that way from as far back as I can remember being me. And so that line, has life hit you so hard that you've been knocked down? Have you gone too far to find the middle ground? Did they raise you so high just to pull you back down? Have you been so lost you could never be found? And um, I hear that a lot in Celebrate Recovery. I hear a lot of people express that in different ways. Like, you know, what I've done, God could never forgive me for. Mm-hmm. I'm just I might as well just pack it up and and go the other direction because it, you know and there's just so much about that 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 I think so that's the that's the part that I yeah and I think for me the most critical thing in maintaining relationships healthy relationships and forging new ones and moving through problems that are inevitably going to come with relationship is the ability to understand someone else yes and to relate and i love that line can you relate you know we both know what it's like to be hurt we both know what it's like to feel pain but um you know what if we're you know it, it says i don't know what it's like to be you i don't know what it's like to be me but we're all the same in different ways can you relate can you understand do you get what it's like to be me and that was my mom calling so i'm gonna have to call her back but it's um, it's, it's a difficult thing to do when we, uh, when we're trying to get our own idea across without hearing somebody else's, it's, it, it, it stifles progress, mm-hmm. you know, understanding, you know, putting myself in that other person's shoes and knowing what it's like to be them and, and and understanding a person doesn't mean agreeing with them. And I think that's where we run into so much of a loggerhead uh, in communication nowadays is there seems to be this uh, resistance to understanding a person. You, it, it, There's a, this implied 
sin of understanding a person because that means you have to agree with them. It's like, look, I understand that you feel this way. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. That breaks down so many barriers just to be understood. For me, I could talk to a person all day long that disagrees if we understand and respect. And, and when we can find that common ground and say, look, I can relate to this then I think we can push through so many problems that are just being stopped right there at that problem. Nope, nope, I don't get it. So there's no more talking. You know, I think that's beautiful, Paul, and I, I 100% agree with you, but it only works for me. I, I, no, it's difficult. It's really a challenge for me if the other person that I'm trying to relate to speaks a different language, and I don't mean like Spanish and English, right. like they want to talk. They want to. They want to uh, converse with me because they want to fight. Right. And well, I want to converse. And I want to converse with them because I want to heal right. and I want to bring us together. And and because I'm so codependent, I'm easy to back down. And I just want to pull. And so I, my struggle is, is God? You know, sometimes I'm thinking, is God disappointed with me because I walked away from that situation and didn't get my two cents in to say, "Look, I don't. Even if you don't love me and you don't care about me, I still love you." And then my other part of that is, do I really still love them? Yes. Because my feelings are hurt, so my emotions and my amount of love gets tangled up. You know, yeah. so that, that's really hard for me, really hard for me. Yeah, it's um, I think the most insidious side of social media is people have become accustomed to yelling their opinion into a mm-hmm. void and not having to face a person and deal with their response because you can just block them or or whatever. And we just get into these pods of echo chambers of just like minded thinking. And so we don't ever get to hear the other side and when we do hear the other side everybody bashes it so quickly that we're we're just uh you know accustomed to and um uh, i'm trying to think of the word um not trained to but um you know it, it's I can't think of the word there's a psychological word i'm going for man that's i'm embarrassed now but but conditioned yes, we're conditioned, conditioned to assume that that person is wrong and bad because they disagree with us and, and the world is so binary and, and there's no nuance that we're not allowed to have differing opinions. And, uh, you know, heaven help you if you get into politics and think, okay, well, this is the person I support. So now I have to agree with everything. Think of a person that you agree with absolutely everything they say. Even, I don't agree with Bev. I love her so much, but I don't agree with everything she says. But somehow if we vote for a person, now we have to just like defend whatever comment or statement or stance that they make as our own and it's just it's ludicrous and i think we need to relate more so thank you for king and country uh for for doing that song um and and bringing that and and let's try to find nuance in our life yeah. folks let's That's try a to good one. try to relate to people um in a, a kind and loving way so um we we talked about being out of step and then we did it you know like you said a little bit different i like to take the first part of the argument and then go to the second part we we jumped into the second part what does it mean to be walking with god to you bev what does that look like in a practical sense not in a it's sunday school and i want to give a good answer but practical sense walking with god okay 
I'm still trying to learn this, even though I just told you that I'm turning 70. Um, it's just starting to sink in a little bit, and I'm still not good at it yet. But walking with God for me means always asking him many times throughout the day, what is your will? I, I want to follow your will over my will. Mm. That that And that's a whole other podcast in itself. But um, if I'm really walking with God, I'm seeking his will through reading his word. I'm seeking his will by just meditating on him and his goodness and throwing the questions that I have and the chaos that I have at his feet for him to untangle Mm -hmm. so that I don't carry around that that fear and anxiety yesterday in church we're talking about peace the peace of God so seeking after God's peace yeah and I think that the idea of will is um that it, it's really critical in this because I, I think about um, watching TV with you. And so often it's like, what do you want to watch? Oh, I don't mind, whatever you want to And And, and <laughs> we are willing to sacrifice what we, because the, the main purpose is not to watch something. The main purpose is to do something with that other person. Yes. What do you want to eat? Oh, I, don't, I don't mind. What, what, what sounds good to you? We'll do that. And then I know other people who are like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Um, we, we heard of a person and they were visiting Hawaii and they were upset because kids ruined Hawaii because they couldn't do Hawaii because of the kids. And it's like, well, they're, they're you children. Knew. They're yeah, children, they're children. Yeah, you, you knew getting onto the airplane that you were bringing a two and a half year old and a three month old to Hawaii. And that was probably going to put a little bit of a crimp in the idea of going out and snorkeling with your spouse. You know, because you can't leave those kids on the beach, you know. Right, right. Well, you shouldn't leave those kids on the beach. <laughs> and it just was uh, every complaint that came up was because, oh, you know, it, the, the kids that we chose to have ruined my vacation. And, and there's no thought for, well, what can we do to adapt this so it's a family vacation? What can we do to make it so it's fun? What about the other people? And this person is just so self-centered and and uh, egocentric that the rest of the world just doesn't exist for them. Uh, They don't realize the impact that they're having. And I think, how often do I do that? How often do I go walking through life bullheaded and pigheaded and just doing my thing so that I get what I want? Mm -hmm. But I don't think, well, how does this affect other people? Well, you know, we talked at the beginning of this podcast about being in marching band. And I said, I can remember the band director stopping the whole show when he blew that whistle it stopped everything it was everybody's feet stopped on the line Mm -hmm. right then and we could not go on until he had taken the time it's kind of like the 99 and the one right he had to fix that one kid who usually end up being the same kid every week (laughs) you know give us a first name no no i'm not going to do that um who would not who either, for one reason, you know, maybe they really were not able. Maybe they were not able to really concentrate on that. Maybe it was really difficult for them. And I, we give people grace like that. But um, so for even for the good of others, it stops the whole process. And, you know, God says in his word that we're not supposed to do things to cause other people to stumble. Mm-hmm. So when they're looking at our lives and we're out of step with God, what that says with a bullhorn, and you've said it before because you've read on 
you know, the interwebs about if you look up the word Christian, mm-hmm, you know, or Jesus, mm-hmm. how different they are. Um, what that says in a bullhorn is if you want to look like a Christian, look like this, mm. you know, because I, I feel like the world is watching us closely, whether it is to try to trap us or whether it really is a curiosity. Like, I want to know how they tick. I just talked yeah. to a lady last week who told me the way she became a Christian. She knew a lady that was a Christian and she'd watched her for years and she went to her house one day because she was so miserable and it said, will you tell me, what are you doing? What, what is it about your life? What, you know, show me, Right. show me how to walk. Right. You know? And I, I think about um, taking a trip somewhere or going to a, a concert or a show or a movie or you know, Disneyland or whatever and, and thinking, well, um, I don't want to go with this person. Don't invite this person because I don't want to mm-hmm. go with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about that idea of like, okay, oh, I don't want to go to the football game with Billy because Billy drives me nuts. Well, I'm going to be in a football game. Let's say it's that, that UT game in Austin. Over 100,000 people. Like if they took my town, four of my towns in that stadium together, I'm not with them, but I'm among them. And there's an idea that it's, it's a different concept of being with someone than being among them because we're going to be, you know, we're going to Disneyland with our granddaughter and it's like we're going to be at Disneyland with her, but there's going to be other people around. And we're not taking other family members because it's, it's just a trip with us, but there's all these, there's tens of thousands of other people at Disneyland that day that it's not going to affect my trip, but taking another person might, you know, because now they're going to be in close proximity and they're going to be mingling, not just mingling, but, but reacting and, and interacting with us. And so if I am walking with God, then that means I'm in his party. I'm not just mingling with him and going to the mall at the same time as God and having him in the neighborhood, but not really knowing I am with him. And so there's going to be an interplay an exchange between us talking and, 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 and giving and taking and sharing of those moments. And so when I make it that much more personal, it's like going from being on the freeway to being in the same car. You know, you're on the freeway going the same way as everybody else, but you might not ever see that person ever again in the rest of your life. But when they're in the car with you, you, know, you wind up in the same place. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's theologically speaking or just practically speaking or taking the Bible at its word, but it, it, we're told that when we are Christian believers that the Holy Spirit abides in us. So when we're walking in step with God, we're walking in step with the Holy Spirit with us. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, you ask what it looks like. And I would say the more of me that is um, cleaned out and that I give over so that the Holy Spirit has more room to live in me. <laughs> I know that's a silly way to look at it, but you know, I. I I don't know. Think I watch a balloon be filled with air, mm-hmm. you know, and you have a choice of how much you want to inflate that balloon. You can blow into it a little bit of air or you can make it so big that it'll almost bust. I, I want the Holy Spirit to be that full in me. 
I want him to fill me to full and overflowing so that some of the air is leaking out of the balloon, you know, so I can impact others. And so I, I think that's walking with God, yes. uh, with God in us as we are in him. Right, right. And I think, like you said before, doing things like being in the word, praying, actively communicating with God, experiencing what God has for us with God. That's the way I stay in step with him. Just like I stay in step with anybody else, I've got to observe. If I just close my eyes and plug my ears, I'm not going to know if I'm in step Mm -hmm. with the rest of the people. But by looking, I can see if I'm in step. By listening, I can see if I'm in step. And you say, well, you know, you can tell just by, well, I might be off step, but stepping at the same time. So I might be going right foot with their left foot. I've got to look and listen to hear that. I get the clues from everything. And the more of my senses that I use to experience God and be with God, the more I will know that I am in step with God. Can, can I just throw a monkey wrench out here? Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to say yes, but, you know, okay. I might duck. Okay. All right. I feel like that sometimes to be in step with God is, to, in fact, it should be always. We are out of step with the world. So I feel like, like the salmon swimming upstream against water. I believe that when that's the relationship that we need to have to the, with the world, that um, they should be able to see us going in a completely opposite direction than where they're going, because that's where our steps are leading us following God. And hopefully they'll have an experience with God that says, you know, I want to change my ways, turn 90 degrees, I'm sorry, 180 degrees, and come back around and start walking with you. So, you know, being, uh, I feel like that that's what we're meant to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah Go, it, and be strong enough to, to stand up to that. Right, and, and that's not to say that if we're walking in step with the world that we're out of step with no, God. No, You know, those steps can, can coincide, but, but don't be alarmed when you're off step with the world and think, well, I must be out of step with God. And also, that doesn't mean that if we're in step at church with other Christians, that we are in step with God. Because I've been in some church settings where it is not very holy. And and yes. people get, because it's people. Where yes. we go, it's people. And That's people are right. going to make mistakes. And like I said before, nobody's going to make 100% correct. Yeah. So I, I think the, the important thing is to remember who's doing the leading. You yeah. Know? To keep in mind. And am I trying to be like the person in the church? Am I trying to be like the person in the world? Am I trying to be like the letter carrier? Am I trying to be like my grandma? Or am I trying to be like yes. God? Yes. The one that's that's really set in the step. Yes. Uh, yes. That's where I need to make sure that I am. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, um, thanks for uh, for talking about this with me. We uh, really appreciate you being here. The listeners, I know, really appreciate it uh, because I've gotten good feedback from times when you're on the show. So, uh, listeners, uh, if you want to tell me how much you love my wife or if you want to send a birthday message, <laughs> you can send it to um, uh, 
info at messituppodcast.com and we'll get that information and pass it along to Bev. You can also just put, you know, happy birthday, listener Bev from California on our Facebook page or on Instagram or whatever. Send us that message. Uh, if you want to give it to me uh, on the phone, 760-608-1942. I can uh, pass that along because I'm sure that I'll be seeing Bev uh, pretty much every day for the rest of my life. And uh, we really appreciate you guys being here. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page and prayerfully consider giving as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, you can give more, but it, it can be just that low and it really does make a huge impact. There's there's uh, somewhere between 500 and 1,000 people who download this every week, depending on the week. And, you know, if half of those people, you know, gave money, that would make a huge difference in the ministry. So we really appreciate all of you who are Patreon members. And for those who are considering it, I would just ask you, you know, go for it. Give it a try. See how it works for you. We really appreciate you doing this. Um, halfway through October, hope yeah. you've got your Halloween costume uh, picked out. I'm going to be issuing a Halloween challenge. So uh, come up with a Halloween costume and we're going to be looking for Halloween costumes on uh, the social media and someone's going to get a little uh, uh, gift uh, based on Halloween costumes coming up soon, so be planning out your Halloween costumes. Bev has something she wants to I, say. I, I do. I can see it in her face. Um, you know me well, don't you, Paul? <laughs> um, anyway, I was going to say thank you, Paul, for allowing me to be a guest. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this, folks, is because I am the person that was terrified and still sometimes am terrified at a microphone. But it isn't that hard. So if you got, if you, I'm terrified of the microphone. Yeah, sure, (laughs) right, yeah. You probably would go to sleep and and have one under your arm because that's how terrified you are. Um, But anyway, I just want you to know, folks, it is not that hard, and um, you all have a story to share. I know you do. I know you do. So get in touch with us and let us know you've got a story to share, and uh, you just might be someone that could help change somebody else's life. Uh, go from a mess to a message so yeah and we can uh, help uh, relate to each other Mm -hmm. and uh, just really appreciate that thanks for being part of the family thanks for being part of the uh, the group out here on the interwebs and we will see you next time we mess it up Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.